All right, ladies and gentlemen, today's guest uh, was one half of the Eternal MMA 78 main event in Sydney, David Martinez. Uh, and look, very, very interesting chat because David uh, basically nearly died. Um, look, it was scheduled for a lightweight bout against Jack Becker. But uh, look, something went wrong at the weigh-ins. Uh, it had to get moved up a weight class or half a weight class. Uh, if you will, and there's a pretty interesting story as to uh, how it all went through. He spent the night in hospital. Um, So even if you don't know anything about Australian MMA, this is a man that explains how he nearly died. Still made it to the fight. Oh, and he won the fight. Uh, Look, he's been an absolute superstar in Australian MMA. He does not get the flowers he often deserves because he's a very weird dude. Uh, but he's a great guy, and I love chatting to him. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, David, the smiling assassin, Martinez. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. The man that took out Jack Becker at Eternal MMA 78 in Sydney by, by split decision, uh, David, the smiling assassin, Martinez, mate. And you are smiling now because what a victory that was. Oh, man, stoked to get that one, bro. But, like... Hey, I may have taken him out, but he managed to take my leg out along the way, eh? Now, look, very impressive fight. You're sporting a nice little uh, shiner above your left eye. Uh, but look, the the injuries or the uh, physical toll that I wanted to talk about was not actually on the outside. It was on the inside uh, because it was a lightweight bout. It got changed to a super lightweight bout basically on weigh-in day because uh, you'd like nearly died. Can you <laughs> can you tell us what happened? Oh, bro. So, a uh, long story short, like it um was on the last leg of my weight cut, uh, probably about maybe half a kilo to lose, I think. And uh, suddenly things just took a turn for the worse in the sauna. Uh, suddenly, you know, it was feeling three or four times hotter. I'm like, oh, okay, I just need to get out. Um, then suddenly I'm feeling like real, real dizzy. I'm getting pain in my my left side. I'm like, oh, this this doesn't seem right. Uh, so my wife called the ambulance, and um, yeah, they rushed me into hospital, and and I was a uh, I was kept there overnight. Now, I mean, you've had what close twenty thirty fights across your amateur professional career. I, I mean, obviously, this was the worst the worst you've ever felt during a weight cut. I wouldn't say it's the worst I've ever felt uh, type thing, but it's just that uh, I couldn't couldn't get control of my body at the time. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely wouldn't say it's the worst, but, yeah, I just couldn't get control of it. Was it a bad lead-up? Did you not diet correctly coming into the bout? No. So what happened was um, I was under the impression the weigh-ins were at 7 p.m. Okay. Yeah. Day. And then uh, what happened was I found out they were at 12 p.m. But I didn't really uh, look into it. I didn't sort of like go in and sort of change my schedule as to how I was going to cut weight because uh, I generally like to do it over a longer period of time and um, so that I'm not taxing my body too much in one given point. Uh, but this time I just tried to rush through it. Uh, then, yeah, probably ended up uh, just being too much. Now, uh, you're a guy that is, really prides himself on on how professional he is. Talk us through the emotions of of. In, in fact, look with all, 
being as blatantly honest as you can, you, you shanked the weight cut so bad that it had to be moved out of a weight class. That's not a David Martinez uh, moment that you would be proud of. Can you talk us through the emotions of of having to uh, ask for, I mean, like, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll rewind completely. I mean, did you ask for it to be at super lightweight? Like, can you talk us through the exact day and sort of the whole timeline of the events? So I, I'm not too sure on the details of how that all went about, man. That was between my wife and Cam while I was in the ambulance. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's fair. Because <laughs> of how, how it ended up being a super lightweight fight. Or, I don't know. Like I thought I was done. <clears throat> and as soon as I was in the ambulance, I was like, God damn it. I've freaking blown this. Uh, and um, yeah. Uh, later found out, uh, oh, yeah, someone's coming out to weigh you at the what? hospital. What? Yeah, they, they brought out uh, an official and the scales out to the hospital where I was uh, because um, apparently I had to be weighed in before 2 p.m. Um, uh, under the commission's rules type thing. Otherwise, there was there was no fight at all. or I had to be officially weighed in by 2, by 2 p.m. So they brought an official out to the hospital they wheeled me out of the hospital on a freaking wheelchair had me stand on the scales and all these cords sticking out of me and everything they said all right he weighs 73.4 good all right back to hospital you go we're off and what (laughs) yeah they chose i i don't know what the discussion between my wife and cam was but i'm guessing they chose super lightweight because it's a it kinda is a weight class, but isn't. Uh, if you get what I mean. Yeah. No. Um. Did, did the doctors? I mean, obviously the doctors knew, but I mean, I've seen fights called off for less, and you're telling me that you're basically in a hospital gown with like uh, electrodes and whatnot still on you, and you're weighing in at a hospital to for a fist fight. Is that is that what you're saying? That's exactly what happened, man. In fact, they couldn't even weigh me in the hospital because, you know, the privacy for the other patients and everything. Wheel me out the front of the hospital and weigh me out. I'm there in the gown, uh, all the cords and everything, things stuck in my arm um, and being weighed in. I mean, obviously we're looking at a man that, won the fight right so that is an amazing accomplishment and probably uh, a genius thought cooked up by your manager wife and uh promoter cam o'neill but if you died i mean <laughs> like i'm just saying that doesn't seem like the world's greatest idea does it yeah man like yeah if, if i died that would that would not be a good look <laughs> well it's <laughs> like i mean we talk about, uh, like I'll put apart, obviously Cam, Cam's known you for many years and, and, and he cops a lot of shit, but he does care about the fighters. He does care about the people. He he does. Um, I'm not even asking. I'm telling everyone. He does. But he wants a fight to happen. He's already had two fights fall out. You, you kind of get why he, he went so hard at this fight. Maybe if it was another card, he lets that one go. But I understand why he went so hard. It was a big weekend, big fight for not just you, but for Jack Becker as well, coming back from a horrific injury. But let's talk about your manager and wife in that same moment. 
two different hats. Like what would she have been going through? I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure the manager says, get David on the scale. He needs this fight, but surely the wife is saying, I don't know, like call it. Yeah. Well, I, I can't imagine what it's like for Jane in moments like that, but uh, she like, she's able to split the two hats very well, you know, manager and wife type thing. She, and in times like that, she's able to stop, like, not let the wife get too overly involved of the manager's proceedings. But, yeah, I don't know how she handled it, man. And, like, because I was being taken off of the hospital, no idea what the heck had gone wrong. Uh, that was my um, my 20th weight cut. And this is the first time something like that has ever happened. Did anyone at the hospital know that you were trying to still fight? Yes, yeah, they they were told oh, oh, that um yeah that was that was the go, and they were okay with that. At first, not so much. Uh, they were like, "Oh no!" But they they came out and said, "Yeah, look, whatever you want to do, we can't actually you know stop you." <laughs> so, but we we do like recommend against it, and. Did they say, you know, you know, how much out of ten they recommended against it? Like, did they think that, like, hey, no, dude, you might, you might die? No, no, they didn't give me any sort of specifications on that. Uh, but they, they were very understanding because there, were, there was a lot of issues that they had with me within the hospital because I'm an athlete. And so, uh, in comparison to say the general person, like, uh. I've got a number of things that if a normal person went to hospital and had, you know, there'd be problems. It's a red flag, but because I'm an athlete, it's kind of understandable. For instance, my resting heart rate was so low that every time they tested me, like the machines would go off beeping <laughs> and type thing. And, you know, cause for anyone else that a heart rate that low signals a problem, but for me, it's just normal. Do you also think there was more leniency because you're a professional athlete? Definitely. A hundred percent there was. Interesting. So, I mean, look, I was one of the ones, cause I, I, I knew a little bit about it um, uh, as it was happening and I'll put my hand up. I don't think you should have fought. I thought it was, and I'll, and I'll say, it, and I, same thing I would have told Jane, I wouldn't tell her obviously at the time, but I would tell her now, like I thought at the time it was a horrendous decision to let you fight because if you can barely stand, how are you going to fight a former champion and a guy that was basically in the UFC before he broke his leg, Jack Becker? I thought it was almost negligent to put you in, but boy, was I wrong. Your wife and manager, Jane, knows you better than, than anyone. And do you think that was an important aspect is the fact that she did know you so well? That probably the single biggest aspect was that man. Like she know she knows me better than I know myself in some cases because I I remember because they kept me in the hospital overnight and the room and the circumstances they kept me under I, I couldn't get any sleep type thing. So Are they checking on you. They're checking on me quite regularly. Like turning on the lights and <laughs> every every couple of hours they just just hospital procedure they got to check my blood pressure my heart rate and, and um and my temperature but i'm like why do they have to try uh, i mean they have to wake me up each time for that but like i never even got to sleep so <laughs> what was officially the sort of like diagnosis did they tell you 
just severe dehydration. <laughs> that, that, that's all they could tell me. And is it uh, is this like a one-off thing? Will it have lasting effects? Like, did they give you any informa- information about that? They gave me a couple of things that they wanted me to follow up on. So I'll be seeing my doctor later this week to see about them. But other than that, no, not really. But man, yeah, like, yeah, go on, continue. Sorry, I was just like, <laughs> I remember I, I asked if they could like unhook me from all the stuff so I could just walk around a little bit. And I'm like walking down the hall and I'm like, I, I can't even walk straight. And um, yeah, I remember going into the toilet in the hospital and just almost like crying, man, and thinking like, hey, because there's there's no, there's no way in me that I could say no to the fight. And I'm I was absolutely certain, and that uh, there's nothing about me that the fight doctors would say, oh, he can't fight. I was pretty certain that I could get past that, but I thought I just ended up in such a horrible position, and I. I'm basically dragging my corpse out there to try and fight uh, against Jack Becker, of all people. Is is there a bit of you that thought, I mean, how much of you thought the fight wasn't going to happen? Uh, when I was in the ambulance at the time, I thought it was gone. But once I found out they were going to weigh me in at the hospital, I was pretty much 100% certain the fight would take place. Man, uh- I'll, like I'll be honest, because like I said, I knew I knew about it. I knew about everything that was happening. I had um like posts written up for like uh fight falls through, uh Martinez is out due to a medical uh, issue. Like I literally I had it ready. I was ready to post it, and it you you pulled through. I mean, can you can you put into words? Because no one will ever truly know what you felt, what you were feeling, and that whole ordeal. But can you put? It into words of of obviously the starting with the the bad weight cut to to walking out getting ready to to fight Jack Becker like how did it feel to get through all of that? Oh man, it was just to be honest, one massive like sigh of relief at at the end. Like it wasn't there wasn't much time to freaking like enjoy the win or anything. It'd be stoked about it. All I could just it was like oh, thank God that's over. And then you get to the fight, and not only do you finally make it to the fight, a fight where you shouldn't have made it at all. You shouldn't have been well enough to watch it on UFC Fight Pass, but you were in it, and you won it. And although split decision, it was quite convincing. Um, obviously, Jack had his moments, but I think it was pretty ironically unanimously uh, to you, despite it being split decision. Uh, how did you think you went in the fight, and what was your overall take on the performance? I I thought uh, the performance was really good, man. Everything everything that we worked on during the training camp and popped up in the fight, I um, came in through. Even a couple of things that I'd worked on with like other people in previous fight camps showed up in this fight. Like what? Would, yeah, yeah. I there was one fight camp. I uh, particularly worked with um a guy Michael Kosh, or Koshy as we call him. Yeah, yeah. We worked on um defending calf kicks and stuff uh, uh that was for a completely different fight but it showed up in this one man because he was trying to kick my leg off do you think that was a lot to do with the uh jack moving past the mental hurdle that was the leg break i, I don't I, I don't want to attach too much of that 
uh, the stigma of, of his whole leg break and that, but that's immediately what I thought when he when he faked the first couple and then eats me. I'm like, he, uh, he, he wants he wants me to think it's still there. He's going to use other weapons, but nah, he proceeds to blast my leg later on. I was like, fuck. Uh, uh, walking in, uh, song choice. Did that have anything to do with it? Uh, your manager and wife always talks about your song choice has a little bit to do with a, a hidden message towards your opponent. You came out to We Will Rock You. Is there anything that you wanted to uh, send the message of in that fight? Uh, my, uh, Jane will attach uh, meanings and stuff to the to the fight songs and everything, or the walkout songs. But me, I... If it, <laughs> Sounds good and feels good. I'll go with it. <laughs> uh, and mate, uh, look in in that fight. Obviously, you take out you take out Jack Becker, her, like horrendous weight cut, but you, you you get through it all. Um, you now, I mean, it said at the start of the broadcast, and I'm sure it's been relayed to you as well. But promoter Cam O'Neill said you will be taking on Quillen Southfield for the lightweight championship. You could become a three time eternal MMA lightweight champion. Uh, how does that feel? Oh, baby, this is. <laughs> This is the one, man. This is the one. This is what we're after. I tell you, man, like every time, like, I am going to claw my way back. That freaking title is mine. Who's a, who do you think's a tougher fight, Jack Becker or Quill and Southfield? Both are freaking monsters, man. Both will give you a nightmare of a time fighting them, but for different reasons. So I can't distinguish between the two. What is it about Quillen that that sort of concerns you going in? Quillen is fast. He's very good at scrambles, and he's a bit more rangy. Okay, okay. And um, when it comes to turning around, and I believe they want that Quillen Southfield fight to be October. I don't know if that's been passed on to you, but I believe you've fought. I think the last two years in a row, you've fought four times in the year this will be i believe the third year in a row you've fought four times or uh, i mean you've just come out of hospital surely you can't do october uh, october is not the smart move to make man and i apologize to freaking and so killed uh, for wanting you know obviously having it in perth it would be ideal for him but like come on i just got out of the hospital i just got to have a three-round war with becker and you want me to go immediately into a championship fight camp, put my body through that again, show up in Perth, and then yeah. Has has the October twenty eighth? Has that been floated to you? That 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 was floated to me before I even accepted the Becker fight. <laughs> it, 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 as soon as it was announced that, as soon as I was offered Jack Becker, it was like, okay, it clearly we're the contender fight for. Uh, for Soul Killed in um, October. Uh, that, the whole map just presented itself without anyone saying anything. And so that's a, that's a hard no for October? That will be a hard no, my friend. <laughs> what, if, that... what if it, I, and I don't think this will work this way, but what if it, what if it cost you the shot and they ended up giving it to someone else? <sighs> Who are they going to give it to? Who are they going to give it to? I'll fight them. And I will fight Sokio. Fair enough. I like it. I like it. All right, um, mate. Well, look, I just want to ask you one question is how how does that Quill and Southfield fight go? Mate, that that's the that's the young gun against the against the man who's been freaking raised in the trenches 
of the Eternal Lightweight Division. Oh, That's I love it. Before, but I think I come out on top. 